Hello and welcome to the IME podcast. Today we have with us Karima Kaushal from PGP 2017 batch who will be in conversation with Sino Kurian from PGP X 2010 batch. Sino Kurian is currently working in President's Office of Bennett Coleman and Company Limited Times Group where she provides strategic and business support to the President of Sales. This podcast conducted under IMA Women Alumni Special Interest Group. Hi Sino, uh, thank you so much for joining in. For this hi. um hi 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 Garima, how are you? Thank you I'm for having me. I'm very good. Thank you so much. Really excited about doing this. I think it's it's been a interesting journey for you. I was actually obviously going through your LinkedIn before we did this and there's very interesting journey that you've taken before uh, your I think you did a masters first and then went on to do an yes. MBA, switch multiple industries, multiple yes. roles um yes. to land up where you are. So I think this is going to be a, a really interesting one for us to kind of discuss. First question to you, right? What has what has been the driving factor for um what you've been doing in your life? Okay. So, you know, um what usually happens, you know, in India, I think maybe 20 25 years ago, you know, when you are in you know 10 standard 11 standard 12 standard you start thinking about well maybe you don't start thinking about but uh, people around <laughs> you start thinking about what you should do or you know your parents of course will have a plan in mind and all that and uh, i i've heard some other women from my am also uh, speaking about the same thing uh, that engineering and medicine were some of the uh, uh, two of the chosen fields at that time for students who are in stem fields uh, mm. st- students who have taken stem um, in in school So um so I I didn't want to do uh, medicine because uh, you know I I didn't have a calling for that and then uh, engineering of course you know I I liked it and in fact um so but I also had a creative bend of mind so I wanted to go into a field which uh, does not completely kill my creativity so that's mm. why I chose architecture so while I was studying architecture then I realized that okay uh, but I also have some uh, management uh, uh skills so now where do I, what do i do with that side of me so i don't want to be in an industry where that gets skills so let me try mm. to do something where creativity is also there at the same time uh, there is some application of management so that's why um i did my masters in construction management i went to us because the industry is a far more um advanced over there in terms of construction methodology processes all of that so that's why i chose to go to the us for um, advanced studies in construction management Mm. worked there for a few years then i started realizing that okay so so these are things that you learn on the way right so right. these may not be things that you know up front uh, hmm. so it, this is all comes clear to me when i look back so hmm. at that time what also happened was that i felt okay now i am in construction industry what if uh, something happens in the um, in the larger scale you know something happens to the industry Hmm. and uh, what if the industry collapses so what do i do there right. you know so then yeah. i have to be out of job so let me look at uh, some kind of experience or education that will give me a, a generic uh, um, what do you call uh, let me go into something little bit more general which can be hmm. applied to other industries so that's when and then i also thought that you know if i have to grow higher up in the la- in the ladder and maybe take on more responsible roles or positions then i need to have an mba so that right. was the thought behind going for a uh, management masters because i thought let me let me get an education which will equip me to transfer into different industries just in case mm. this industry collapses in future or any industry collapses in future mba 
education is something that can be um, applied to any industry. So that right. was the thought of going for MBA. So right. while I was doing my MBA, uh, so I decided to come back to India because I had already spent about seven years in the US and I thought, okay, uh, this is the time to come back to India because it was the whole India shining phase. This yeah. was in 2018, uh, growing economy. So I already worked in an established economy. Now let me go and work in a growing economy because the learnings there would be different. The culture would be different. The management problems that you would face would be different. So let's do that. So that's right. why I came to India. And IMA, of course, was my first choice. Mm. And, only, and of course, you know, I applied to other places, but it was <laughs> my first choice. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, thankfully got in there and had a wonderful time there. I would say it's probably one of the best experiences in my life studying at IMA because of the methodology of teaching, you know, the, uh, your peer group, you know, the kind of things that you can learn from other people over there, the professors, um, mm. all of that was just wonderful. The campus, you know, everything was great about IMA. Yeah. But one yeah. thing was that, that, you know, when I came back to India again, I didn't want to work in the construction industry because in uh. the US I had already worked in construction. Because the whole point of going for MBA was to see if I can switch industries. Because right. Can I use this degree to move into another industry and also function? Because in the US, when I was working for the construction industry, I was doing construction management, largely very operations-driven role. And I was right. posted on construction sites and all of that, managing right. project schedules, you know, contractors. So I wanted to move into a little bit more, you know, managerial or marketing or strategic type of a role. And maybe a different industry but what industry i was not sure mm. so the one year that i spent at ima uh, did a lot of uh, research soul searching speaking to other uh, uh, you know uh, you, you know friends and you know, seniors who graduated from ima and all of that and i decided that you know maybe um, i would like working in media or automobile industry got it mm. um, but you know again uh, i was more uh, bent towards uh, the media industry so huh. and then that's where I ended up so I uh, got a job with Times of India and I've been with them since yeah so it's right. been now uh, 2000 I graduated in 2010 so I've been I'm still with Times yeah awesome that's amazing and I mean what I'm, I'm picking up a couple of themes right uh, one for example what you mentioned in the beginning that um, it was more an elimination process in terms of I know I like this, um, but I wouldn't want to be stuck in a place where I don't get to use this skill set at yeah. all. Um, and then you kind of went yes. down that path and then yeah. you realize, okay, maybe I need to add some more skill set, yeah. uh, some more skills to this set that I have. Then it kind of took you another yes. way. Uh, and then you kept kind of doing that in an iterative process and then therefore landed where you are, where you're happy now. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not really an instant, uh, I know exactly what I want. Uh, and then you kind of get there. Interesting. So. If you were to point out um, maybe the top three inflection points for you, right? Could be personal, could be professional that kind of made you think about these things, right? You mentioned that, for example, you, you decided architecture, right? Yeah. Um, what made you decide that architecture is the way that I want to express this creativity as well as, um, yeah. you know, the sector I want to yeah. go into? Hmm. So, um uh, choosing architecture because you know one I liked uh, at that time so I don't do any more drawing anymore so at that time I used to like drawing painting creativity um, you know um, so I like working with um, 
different colors and you know combination of colors and aesthetics and things like that that was something that i always uh, attracted to still still i like doing that so when i right. uh, see uh, two or three colors how do you how do you mix and match those colors and depending upon the context how do i apply those yeah. colors in a living environment you know how do i do apply those colors on the walls and how do mm. i do that on upholstery or on your furniture right. but how does how do those colors look like on your clothes you know they are they are right. all different combinations very different so yeah. that part uh, i still like and it's something that i really enjoy so that was probably one of the things that attracted me to um, architecture because you mm. know when you go for the architecture entrance exam also uh, the uh, the examination itself is uh, you know create a lot of puzzles you know like uh. visual and graphical puzzles and things like that so i enjoyed uh, yeah. um, that exam too so that was one of the things but um, maybe you know at that time when i was studying architecture but i was not like a purist when it comes to mm. being uh, you know i'm not an artist artist you know like i'm not okay. a pure artist yeah. but uh, um, so it's not like you know i'm consumed by uh, you know um, artistic things that you know there's no other space for me it's uh, in my mind it's not like that so i had yeah. uh, i love maths and um, i love working with excel sheets numbers so it's a combination of skills that right. i had which i yeah. had to kind of mix and match and see you know where do i uh, fit in correctly so architecture from there because i realized that i had some skills in management because i loved you know organizing things and getting things done and planning things the whole process of making sure that things get done at a certain time within a certain budget you know etc etc so those are huh. managerial things right and right. i was an extrovert i like meeting people and all of that so that's why that uh, that was the inflection point that was the second inflection point you know while i was doing my final year of architecture so i yeah. realized that you know i don't want to have like a pure architect profession let me mm. find an a profession where a little bit of managerial skills are also used so construction management is kind of like a uh, was a good path actually because one intended the construction yeah. industry where you get yeah. to use all these managerial skills because you're managing contractors uh, but at the same time you're also interpreting plans to see um how the rooms will look like how does it you have to visually imagine you know um what you see in the plan how does it look like when it gets constructed what is a three three dimensional three dimensional um look of the uh, of mm. what is drawn on paper right so all of that so construction management was a good industry that way which um combined all of these skills together then you know after working there for four or five years i think every five years is when this realization yeah. happens right so after that i yeah. realized that, okay now i am like too stuck in a technical field um i probably need to kind of uh, recession proof myself with yeah. uh, more skills or kind some kind of an upgraded education that will make me hmm. uh, was it linked to some external event uh, just curiosity uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah maybe yeah. yes that's you're right because that's when the uh subprime mortgage crisis had hit the us and ah. the crash and all of that happened so you start reflecting uh on your own to see you know are you uh, uh, are you safe you know uh, mm. what, what what if you know something happens like this to your industry and so many people were laid off at that time um, right in various other industries so that's when i started thinking no maybe it's time to upgrade myself so that you know you may not have to face this type of an issue that other right. people are going through right so that's when i moved into management so yeah so once i came back so i came back to india so that i i think i already mentioned why i came back to india because you know it was yeah uh, first of all it is your motherland you got to contribute something to your motherland also like right yeah. after all yeah. doing all of education so um uh with times one of the reasons why it was so interesting the whole journey 
was mm. that um, every two years or every three years, I took up different different roles. So that yeah. was one thing that times was always encouraging because you would have uh, different opportunities that open up in different divisions, different departments, and different regions also. Which mm. you, if you think that your skills fit into any of those roles, you can of course apply. And if they think you are the right candidate, you will be given that uh, position. So I had that opportunity. So I did. I started in marketing, branding, then moved into sales, then in the line function. Then, so then, then I moved into a little bit of strategy, uh, staff function, line function. So I kept uh, switching, and then mm. I was head of divisions. So I was head of I was the head of uh, Goa division basically as a branch head over there. I was head of innovations, then I was head of exhibitions division, a lot of things, and then I also worked very closely with uh, the president of sales. So that was more like a strategic function. So you will have a bird's eye view on the organization. But when you go into pure sales, then you have targets. It's a different different uh, insight that you get and different experience. So mm. it's been very interesting. So Times also gave me the opportunity to keep experimenting with different things and also add on new new uh, things into my you know my resume. Yeah. So those that are must been points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that must have been really exciting. Like I mean, even your just your journey at Times, even if you were to say conveniently forget that there was a whole um, experience in architecture and on the construction side as yeah. well. Just your journey at Times has been so interesting. I mean, I was just going through everything. You started with, I think, brand marketing, uh, moved into then media sales. Um, now, I think you're doing a bit of um, CSR as well. I think you were involved in Team yeah. India, yeah. innovation, yeah, yeah. Other, like you mentioned. Yes. <laughs> what has that experience been like? I'm sure, obviously, the general skill set obviously follows, right? Project management, yeah. um, being able to manage people, all of that. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. How did you make your decisions? Let me put it that way. How did you oh, yeah, make your yeah, decisions yeah, yeah. in terms of why these right. ones? Huh. Right, right. So, so I started as a brand manager for Teach India. Huh. So, Teach India was a campaign that was launched uh, by Times of India several years ago, more than 10 years ago. Uh, right. We launched this campaign. So, I joined as brand manager for that campaign. Um, what we were doing was that it had a little bit of, uh, uh, what do you call, um, social angle to, to, to it. Basically, what we were trying to do was we were trying to educate young people in the age group of 18 to 32 uh, spoken English, right? Hmm. And from um, economically backward uh, classes, so we were trying to teach them spoken English so that right. they could uh, be absorbed into any industry that requires spoken English as a, um, as a medium, right? right? So that's that's where. So uh, I worked with various NGOs at that time. At the same time, we also worked with volunteers because the people who would go and teach uh, English were actually the readers of Times of India. So it was a very interesting project to manage. Oh, hmm. um, so after, so we did three or four cycles of that. And then I realized, okay, so now it's repetitive. So because we hmm. are doing uh, cycles, it's uh, the formula is set in place. And now we are just, it's a matter of just uh, doing it every year, right? So then hmm. there's another opportunity that opened up in sales. So I was like, okay, I've now done sales before. Yeah. Uh, but the opportunity sounded great, but that sales basically was that there was a new president who had joined Pennsylvania and I had to be working in uh, very closely with him in his team, you know, working on various sales strategies, uh, analysis of uh, performance, what products to launch where, what are some hmm. of the new campaigns we should launch, how do we enhance revenue, you know, all of that. So that seemed quite interesting because that was something that, that I had not done before. So right. I applied for it, I got the job, really enjoyed that because really gets you um, gives you insight on how the top management views a business right and how they view business how they take decisions what is the company's vision you know you work very closely with an organization's 
vision right and then yeah. how do you plan the targets how do you achieve your targets how do you manage various regions so it was a national role and all of that so it was very interesting mm. uh, and then this other opportunity opened up which is basically to head a branch so then i thought okay this is something i have not done i've never huh. managed a branch on my own with 100% targets on me and i have a team to manage so because the previous role i didn't have teams to manage So mm. I thought, you know, this is a time that I need to probably start seeing how to manage a team. I need to develop that skill also. So that's how I applied for that job, and I got that. And I moved to Goa, and was just one of the best places. To live in. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> it's a very, very nice place to live in. And we had a very small office, but of right. course, we had our own times of addition there. So then you get to that's when you become a branch head uh, in sales. Mm. Then you have to uh, be in the field. You have to. interact with clients you have to understand what the clients requirements are and right. how do you help them market their products because right. the role of times of india because as a media huh. in sales when hmm. media sales we are talking when we talk about media sales what we are talking about is um, we have a newspaper and we have hmm. various other allied uh, uh, products Probably. also hmm. how do we use these products to help another client you know market their brand so like right. if you see advertisements in the paper so that's all coming from the sales division so you have to go meet clients and you know give them various propositions as to how they can advertise in the paper what are the rates you know what combinations you can take maybe you can take in times of india you can advertise in economic times or you can hmm. buy some of the languages you can try various markets depending upon where their target audience rests or what their uh, brand requirement is so right. this is something that's the lens that we have to look at from right hmm. how do i help another brand grow so Correct. that thinking and all of that so now it's all practical because you are out on the field speaking to clients um getting their ads in so at the same time you have a revenue target which you have to achieve and you also have a team of sales people that you have to mentor and lead and also guide them into how to achieve the targets and all of that yeah. so this different different hat you're yeah. wearing but you yeah. also get a pulse of the market you know yeah. how some, how a client views you as a media um, mm. and how uh, what is your brand how do you strengthen your brand you know all of that so all of mm. that um, yeah. so then i was like okay now enough of living in a small town let's move to a big town <laughs> uh, so yeah. big city because you know larger roles so if you have to take on larger roles and you got to move back to a bigger city so i yeah. decided to this time i decided to move to bombay because my previous roles i had i i was in delhi so i thought let me work in bombay for some time mm. so um there was again another opening in bombay as head of innovations so i moved to bombay so innovations basically is like if you see any kind of you know out of the box type of advertisement in hmm. the newspaper that qualifies as an innovation so let's see a scented newspaper hmm. or you would see sampling attached to a newspaper or you would see uh, maybe you know fluorescent colors or you know uh, uh, different uh, formats you know when it comes to the shade right. you know, yeah. that comes under innovation so those are a uh, propositions that we take to the clients to tell them that you know hey you want to stand out hey you, do you want your ad to stand out then you may want to try out a different uh, you know a format innovation or something of that sort which will really catch the eye of the reader so that's mm. something that i did in a, um, you know looking after innovations and then another opportunity came so this is something that i was i, I did not chase but that opportunity yeah. was just right there and maybe the organization found me as a right fit to do that and so i moved yeah. into exhibitions i was heading exhibitions so we do times of india does a lot of uh, on ground events so when i say exhibitions it's like a times 
property expo or a times educational right. expo or a times you know, lifestyle expo a lot of that so we did huh. we used to do a lot of ground events because you know that would be so you know when 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 a client is putting an ad in the newspaper so they hmm. are getting some kind of response from the reader right but at the same time what if you start providing them an on ground event where mm-hmm. they get to you know advertise their brand and all of that they will right. really get in touch with the their end uh, consumer right so that's something so additional something that we were providing exhibitions and events and on ground events so both so so if you look at atl and btl advertising of a client so they would spend their you know a btl um, uh, money they can spend in this type of activity events yeah events and exhibitions and all of that so i did that for about a couple of years and hmm. we did a lot of exhibitions in fact i think in a weekend we used to do some seven or eight exhibitions in on a weekend so it wow. all across yeah i'm talking all across huh. so i was the national head for exhibitions and i had a team of about 15 people nationally so we did many we also did a, a for example for bombay we had done the mumbai international uh, motor show so uh, uh, if you remember when i huh. was in uh, doing my you know pgpx at i am one of the you were looking at automobiles was, uh, was auto so uh, you know things uh, things come full circle <laughs> so i got to launch this uh, big um, yeah. so thanks to the great team that i worked with and all of that so we were able to pull off a very good expo uh, awesome. and also the clients who participated and things like yeah. that then i actually uh, i decided to actually leave times of india for a short while yeah. so because i thought let me try out another industry but media only but a different yeah. uh, form of media so cinema right. so i worked for a, a short while for another organization which is like multiplex um, you know yeah kanwar uh, is pretty big uh, now as well right? yeah, yeah big they players are, they are. multiplex uh, so yeah. so i worked uh, multiplex so uh, so i worked as a uh, sales and marketing head for carnival cinemas for a short uh, for a short period uh, but hmm. times always uh, you know i always had that bond with time so i, I yeah. came back uh, anyway yeah. so this time yeah. when i came back so i worked as the uh, head of csr so when 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 we are talking about csr but this csr is actually a part of our sales division only correct so which basically means that uh, uh, there are other organizations who would be having csr funds and at that time there was a new uh, law that came out um, which uh, talked about a company spending 2% of uh, i'm not sure if it is a law or if it is uh, what it is but there was yeah there's some reha but i know what you mean that right. uh, 2% of their spends had to be spent on um responsible yes, actors mm. so we as a media organization we would provide them solutions as to how you can spend that 2% money in csr activities because oh. we network, yeah so because we all have a network of ngos who work with us we have project managers and various other vendors and agencies who can execute these projects so we came in ssr execution partner so right. that's basically so again for us it is revenue because you know we we would we would execute these projects for the companies uh, right. but at the same time we would charge like a project management fee or of something course. Uh, right. we would also help advertise their csr projects in the paper so that they can right. talk about what they've done and nice. we would also be mm. content to our readers you know so if a company is doing great work uh, socially responsible great work So we would feature that in our paper so that will become content for other for, for our readers and if mm. anybody wants to associate with that kind of projects we would also give them that opportunity for our readers to go and work on those csr projects so that's what we um, what i did for about a year and a half i think uh, yeah. then the next opportunity came up which again um, a new president for the sales division joined so yeah. what i had done 10 years back so i got an opportunity to do that again Uh, now again working very closely to the with the president 
excellent um, in strategy and you know a lot of analysis and looking at numbers right. so now it is more so now i'm i don't have like a revenue target on me but more i'm more in of a um, an uh, more of an analytical function more analytical mm. and all of that so that's right. the uh, kind of profile that i'm having so i've come full circle now uh, uh with times and it's been a wonderful journey because of so many experiences yeah yeah no i'm i, I was just listening and kind of um so usually when you hear you know people talk about businesses and revenue streams you don't always hear a lot of talk around media sales right yeah. there's always uh, i mean for example i out of ima i i went to work with this company called abnware which is a beverage company that sells beer brands uh, budweiser okay. corona or that right. so yeah. for me when you were talking about media sales i was obviously correlating to you know beverage sales basically work in the same way it's just that the product is different um That's and right. obviously the outcome is very different and you're selling to different people all of that is very very yeah. different <laughs> yeah. um, but um, at the core of it the sales process essentially stays the same across industries so yes absolutely sales then, is sales yeah. at the end of the day you have a product yeah. that you need to sell there is another person who wants your product how do you make sure that you are the right fit for somebody so that's the uh, that right. is sales yeah yeah. yeah yeah and the yeah. other thing that was really uh, jumping out at me was i mean i've always obviously heard of teach india right um i just think everybody has uh, in the country but i now you know there's this so with my startup as well for example we're trying to do this whole thing with community right bringing people together getting them to kind of interact off of each other is become this new buzzword also right that um you want to bring groups of people together you have a right. instagram family uh, it's not just people who are <laughs> your customers all of that right yeah but yeah. it seems like even without obviously having things like the internet or like whatsapp groups or whatever kind yeah. of what you were doing with teach india and all of these csr programs was in a way your readership essentially is that audience that also helps with volunteering yeah. that also helps yes. with you know it's a yes, little bit because, of a uh, yeah absolutely you are you, you know it's it's very interesting that you connect i'm sorry I'm, i i didn't mean to cut no, you no, off please. Just, no no please no no please complete it. your thought and then i'll, I'll no no start. i love excited cutting off <laughs> it's a great vibe <laughs> sorry um you know you mentioned instagram because you know when teaching there when we started teaching there the, the, this was not the time there was no instagram of course facebook was there but instagram yeah. was not there and we had never thought of like creating communities uh, right. creating communities on the digital platform huh. but yes we were creating communities which was basically our readers were our communities right? right and all of these that we were doing so you have a cause how do you get people to come Rally together to work mm. on work around a certain cause and how do you make uh people feel that you are part of a family you are part of a community all of that so that's what we were doing with teach india so even mm. with csr also that's that is what that is what essentially that's what we were doing yeah. but yeah, yeah so so now now we also have um added the digital element uh, right. so whenever we are doing an event so now i'm not handling uh, uh mm. events anymore but the organization as a whole when you do events you always have like a digital arm attached to it because you know you would have Uh, now a lot of the events you know you know uh during covid many of these events have also gone virtual correct uh, so people have become familiar with we are doing this uh, you know uh, virtual meet you know yeah has been used quite a bit and all of that you know so digital platforms are also popped up really well and uh, even creating communities around digital platforms that is also working well and people have adapt- adapted to that 
uh, yeah. form of life, you know. So yeah. things are changing. So it's a very interesting time, you know. So print yeah. is also there, digital is also coming in. So you you have to marry the two together. Yeah. 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 No, I think I I just find it really fascinating. Also, the fact that I think a lot of like you keep you kept saying right now, right? That uh, I've come full circle. Um, it's also <laughs> a lot of business models that feel okay. This is traditional and this is modern, but essentially it's just yeah. a spin on. an existing model right um, essentially yeah. what you're doing with any business is you have to have an audience yes. um and how you engage that audience is a function of whatever medium is available to you um in yeah. this case of course the medium was also the product uh, which is the newspaper <laughs> but absolutely in yeah. essence it is the same thing yeah. yes and and but here's the other thing though so when it comes to newspapers right so in newspaper mm. there is always a trust you know inbuilt trust that comes with a newspaper so because mm. it's an established brand it's been around more than 185 years and mm. plus you see something in a newspaper as opposed to something something like a whatsapp forward you know somebody yeah. forward something to you whatsapp you don't right. know is it fake news is this real you know am i reading the right thing you know you you don't know you know that you you doubt the veracity of something that comes to you as a forward right but mm. when it's on the printed newspaper you rarely mm. question it is it right, right or wrong so that's the brand promise that comes with a printed newspaper the same right. would apply so that's the content i'm talking about the content part hmm. it's a, it's the same uh, logic that will come when an advertisement is seen on in the newspaper so let's hmm. say a brand takes a large advertisement or whether it's a small advertisement that comes in the paper of course you would say oh yeah i saw it in the paper so that adds gravitas to your hmm. so that's yeah. one of the strengths yeah. that we of course when we go to a client you know i'm in media sales when we go to clients what we always talk about is the uh you know the strength of the brand you know like mm. how long we've been around and how long we have stood for you know what do you call uh you know uh, all of the brand values yeah, yeah right the brand mm. values that, that what what do we stand for so you as a brand you associate with the you know times of india as a brand what is it that uh, your brand delivers to your customer what is the message you are trying to deliver to your customer when you are seen in this platform right So mm. that's why it is important for you to have your advertisement in our paper. Um, yeah. So you know, people remember. People remember, mm. you know, something that you see in the newspaper because digital. I'm I'm only talking about WhatsApp at, at the right, moment. Right, right, right. Not talking mm. about any other. So because there are various various elements of, of digital that we're talking about. Um, right. Something because you read, you know, so much of you are just bombarded with so much of WhatsApp forwards in a day, and forwards the images that keeps coming to you. You may or may not remember what you mm. have seen there. Right, hmm. but newspaper, of course, you you will remember yeah. first thing in the morning. That's a habit. You first thing usually when do people read newspaper? I'm talking about the physical paper product. When you have your cup of tea, when you have your cup of tea or, or coffee, whatever uh, you know, you pick up the paper and you read, and you have full fifteen to twenty minutes of concentrated time with the paper yeah. and the brand. So yeah. you're not multitasking. You're just just reading okay. the paper. So that no, no, absolutely. That that really helps. Uh, yeah. Brands. guys in the paper yeah no it's it's very interesting that you talk about that because you know a constant struggle now i think at least i have as as a digital business uh, that i'm trying to create is yeah. that it's very difficult to create new habits right yeah. um and this is one example that we look at always in the team that you know reading the newspaper in the morning is a habit which is habit. which is so hard to emulate for anything else as well right yeah. you have these habits that get created and it's If you remove the newspaper, it's very difficult to actually do it on an iPad or a Kindle or the phone as well, right? It's okay. a very physical act of going through right. that newspaper. 
so uh, i mean it's it's just one of those things that i mean clicked in my mind yeah. that uh, you know it is essentially everybody trying to become that newspaper uh, create that newspaper habit with yeah. any product yeah. that they're trying to build <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah that's true that's true yeah. but there are you know you know but but it is also interesting that yeah. there are many brands actually who are digital first right? right so you got to give credit to those brands also like the the ones who are digital first but they they have become so huge and uh, you know they essentially they have become unicorns also and in yeah. fact after that they have gone uh, offline so they started yeah. as a digital brand but then they have now started you know their offline stores yeah. or centers or whatever so it that's also an interesting model you know and yeah who would have known that that would have worked and maybe they yeah. would have known that it would work uh, over yeah. a period of time so so th- these are all interesting um, combinations you know digital first or print first whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no makes a lot of sense i think but yeah i mean we can keep going on and on about this but back to what we have to cover yeah. as part of the podcast as well i'd love to also hear about your time at ima like what do you remember fondly now when you think about that time oh yeah uh, i it was just one of the best academic experiences you know so yeah. intellectually fulfilling uh because of the kind of you know one is that if you we just have so much of so much of uh, like content that you have to consume right in a very yeah. short period of time so you're like always raising against time to finish your reading or whether it is your assignments or whatever but that's the fun that was the fun part of it and yeah. of course you know you also have i really like the whole concept of uh, groups right so you know when mm. you come in as a you know you're part of a group or a cohort or whatever i'm not sure if it is still followed yeah but that was a wonderful thing so you immediately feel that okay you are part of a you know a family we are talking about communities right so yeah. you immediately become part of a community and then you have more opportunities to brainstorm one on one in a smaller group so you get to learn from somebody else's experience like all the casework that we used to mm. do as a group you know uh, someone would give like a someone from a finance background will bring in that finance lens or uh, someone with a marketing background will bring in that ex- expertise so it was so interesting to learn from each other also how somebody else would think right and mm. of course learn from each other and i think the icing on the cake was the professors i really enjoyed yeah. both the professors over there and uh, and it's just you know that the way they would approach cases and the way they would make you think um, yeah. and you know they some of the really funny exam papers and you know the pop quizzes all of that so <laughs> everything was great you know it was just yeah. a amazing one wonderful experience it just uh, i i don't know i mean i'm just so lucky to have gone through that one year of i i am yeah awesome great um now jumping back to um your experience as well right you actually i mean again i'm now cutting this from a different way now yeah. you've seen a very i'm i'm guessing it's the same in the us as well but you've seen a very male dominated industry right yeah. construction and yeah. media usually at least from my uh, understanding is a little more let's say balanced right that yeah. you'll have yeah. more female participation may not be entirely 50 50 but compared to other industries mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. a lot better right yeah. what was that like like navigating those two very very different environments um, as a woman if you put a gender lens on it yeah yeah you know um honestly i haven't faced uh, that much of a gender uh what do you call bias or any of that maybe uh, maybe 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 i'm just lucky or i don't know what it is but yeah. it's just i i haven't really had uh, i've gone through that um what yeah. i've always felt that you know in an in the, okay yes in the us probably there were sometimes i've been on projects where there were no women at all 
right but, uh, uh, maybe in the beginning they would be like okay what is she doing here uh, you know my thinking maybe then i'm not sure but I, maybe they've not shown it to me speaks for uh, you right so I, uh, i feel that you know the gender part just uh, um, just vanishes away and it, what hmm. what is it that you're doing you know what is your work and what is your view what is your opinion on things how are you handling your work so hmm. honestly i feel maybe because i am like that maybe i felt they have been treating me that way also i think that's what should matter more so it doesn't matter mm. whether or a whether you're a man or a woman you know in your work environment all that matters is your experience and what you bring to the table right mm. um so maybe different genders bring different aspects to the table and that's why a balanced team always is good because you know actually it is not balanced team in terms of gender it should be balanced team in terms of mindset you know, experiences yeah. also experiences and what everything nice to have engineers maybe it's nice to have people from commerce economics right. you know, art backgrounds because you have different kind of thinking that will come into play hmm. um, so yeah so throughout i think that's basically what i've experienced it is just your work that uh, over a period of time it is your work your work ethic how you approach uh, your uh, uh, business and how you approach how you handle your team all of that it's 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 your personality and your uh, hmm. your work that that matters in the long run gender hmm. i am not sure i don't think it matters Hmm. No, no, completely. I, I don't think I. So I think the way I was trying to ask that question was, um, did you notice any? Um, so one is just a obvious physical difference, yeah. right? That okay, I don't have as many yeah. women at the workplace. Yeah. But um, also maybe in terms of say size of working, or uh, I'm sure like the way processes moved or whatever, maybe those are also different across industries. None uh, of that. No, not really. Yeah. Not really. See what happens. I'll tell you very well. Mm. Uh, is that so? Let's say if you're looking at construction. So in a construction yeah. field, uh, what is it that you know? As a construction manager, what is it that you're supposed to do? So you have contractors that you have to make sure that you know they finish certain because we have a project schedule in place. You know, certain work has to get completed before another piece of the work can start. You also have uh, materials. that you have probably importing from other countries so you have to do material management their billings and payments and all of that where is gender in that mm. right so maybe yeah. that's the reason why it never felt that way because you if right. you are doing the job uh, it doesn't matter whether it's a man who is doing the job or it's whether it's a woman doing the job it's just a job right mm. so um so maybe yes of course you know when you come to an environment where you see more women now it's nice to see a lot of women you know around yeah. you but yeah. when it, when you when you start working you know it's such, it's just a work process whether it is man or woman who is doing it it's just a work process you have to follow wherever mm-hmm. you are unless of course the job role requires mm-hmm. a gender aspect to it then mm-hmm. maybe yes maybe you will notice that more if the work has some aspect related to gender in it but right. I, i have not worked in any of that uh jobs where you know uh, uh, only a woman can do only a man can do that the thing has to take up that sort that's my no that's answer. amazing amazing no that's uh, that's a great way to put it as well right like it's a it's such a it's almost like a comeback right whenever somebody asks you a kind of question where will you be able to handle it or whatever like some people have yeah. that experience as well right yeah yeah, yeah. say it's a job what it's what about job. it what <laughs> does it, it? Yeah. <laughs> There is man or woman in that. It's yeah. just a job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to look at it. Awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I mean, to kind of bring this to a close as well, right? What would your advice be to um somebody who's setting out in their corporate career? Like, what would you advise them that this is the one thing you should um do? Someone who is setting out. I'm sorry. What, in what their you? corporate career, somebody who's just setting out. Okay. Ah. Uh. Okay. All right. Oh. Okay. Oh. 
many things. Okay, one <laughs> is, uh, of course, assuming that, uh, you know, since this is an IMA conversation, so I'm, just, I'm going to assume that this would be, yeah. um, okay, two, two things. If huh. you have an MBA, okay, so that my advice would be different. If you don't have an MBA, get an MBA because it's a really <laughs> useful degree. So, <laughs> so that would be the first advice. Um, yeah. But those who have completed their MBAs in a corporate mm. career, so you know maybe you have to uh, you have to give yourself time to mm. learn a lot of things you know you may not have the answers to everything in the beginning of your career or you may not be at the top of the ladder at the beginning of your career right you mm. it's, it's a slow progression or maybe it's a fast progression i don't know but it's mm. a path it's a journey to reach yeah. a certain you must enjoy that journey you must not be focused only on i have to be there and i my pay package has to be this much as fast as, as fast as possible don't think that way mm. um, enjoy the process maybe you will have ups and downs that's all part of the game right ups and downs both are part of the game and because if things are doing well great then you have got experience if things are going bad then also great because then also <laughs> you're gaining experience of certain things that you shouldn't do or mm. maybe you should have tried different like all of that is learning experience so it all adds value to what you do um and be ready to experiment so don't like you know corner yourself into a box saying that mm. okay, i am i have an mba so i will work, do only these 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 thing, things or maybe i will work only in this market or only in this country or in this region or only in this industry so don't yeah. box yourself that way just be ready to take on something different um, you know a good opportunity comes your way take it even if it is a challenging opportunity and you have no clue you know take it up maybe you will enjoy it you'll never know you remember the johari window that we have mm-hmm. yeah so maybe when you try out a new path or a new uh, you know industry or a function or something maybe there might be some hidden aspects in your personality that will become clear to you so be mm. ready to experiment a little bit uh, so i think that would be my advice and on uh, above all have a lot of work ba- work life balance have time for yourself have time for your family your friends uh, your passions and your hobbies because a job is a job but life has a lot more to it so you should have work life balance also oh my god goosebumps <laughs> that was almost uh, like you planned it <laughs> without even knowing what question i'm going to ask that was amazing <laughs> thank you but yeah thank you. no that's great advice uh, that's great advice to live by <laughs> thank you so much for doing this you know this was really thanks really fun uh, thanks a lot it's been wonderful in fact uh, you know i should also uh, you know compliment you for doing this program because i was going through all the other interviews that you have done you ask wonderful questions you make the person feel free at ease you know <laughs> it's a nice it's a it's a good time that you are giving us to sit and reflect on our journey and share it with other people so i just feel you know again i feel part of a community of uh, really talented women and uh, you know i'm so honored that you have considered me to be part of this conversation that you're organizing I not at all. So much to learn. So much to learn, and I'm sure uh, everybody who watches this uh, will have the same feeling as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. Awesome. The IMA podcast, a knowledge of source. Listen, learn, and for more information, visit ima.ac.in.